Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 5, Episode 19 of Charmed. Nymphs just want to have fun. Although apparently, according to the trailer we just watched, the production title of this was Naughty Nymphs. Maybe that was just the name of the trailer. Or maybe maybe they thought, hmm, there's a, there's a level of bad taste that we're just not willing to cross. Which, speaking of... I mean, it's only season five. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is going to sound weird. Oh my. But... And especially a weird thing to accuse Charmed of. But I feel like this episode would have worked a lot better if the nymphs were more sexualized than they are. Because, as is... This is an episode about San Francisco being scandalized that hippie ladies are dancing in public sometimes. In San Francisco? Like, I mean, I feel like the only reason this would be a blip on anyone's radar is if they were, I don't know, naked. And even that, like, it's San Francisco. No, seriously, they call them the Godiva sisters, so... The, I, the idea is that they, you know, theoretically they must be naked. I wonder if original iterations of the script had them naked. Yeah, because that's the only way this plot makes sense. They and, should have made the main ads and have them tear men apart. Then it would make sense that people were like, who are these women running around San Francisco tearing apart men, scratching the ground until milk and honey appears? Uh, no, I'm sorry. You can do this episode with them just being regular ass nymphs. I'm so, I spent the whole episode rewriting it because it's not a terrible premise for an episode of Charmed. My rewrite. Okay, go for it. putting this out there. Okay, you have the same thing. The nymphs have a satyr. They guard the spring of blah, 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 whatever. The satyr gets killed by a demon. The nymphs go around looking for a new satyr. They're kidnapping musicians. That's the impetus for the episode. There you go. Yeah, that would have been much better. And that took me like five seconds. Instead of they're dancing next to musicians in public and therefore are wanted by the police. Or later in the episode, they're dancing in a nightclub and are therefore wanted by the police. It's not even that they're wanted by the police. It's that, like, news stations are running stories on these women running around dancing. Like, San Francisco is that little town from Footloose where dancing is banned. Oh, God, yeah. This this whole episode, it's... I mean, it, it sure is a stock episode of Charmed. Piper's being awful to Paige for no reason. Phoebe is horny, which the trailer... The whole trailer seems like it's about Phoebe being horny for her boss, which is a plot, but it's not the main... The trailer makes it seem that the reason Phoebe is horny for McSteamy is because of the nymph's influence, but that's not the case. That's just a that's just a side plot that thematically ties into the main plot. I'm sorry, there's a whole different pitch for this episode. Nymphs come to Ooh, San Francisco no. and make everyone horny. Nope, nope. There's too, that's too that's too consent issuey. That's too thorny consent. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Not that Trump wouldn't do it, but I yeah. don't want to see it. Like I don't want to pitch I'm, that rewrite. I'm sorry. It's an that's a basic episode of Charmed, though. Like, oh no, I don't like it. I don't like it. He's her boss. 
I'm sorry, you were pitching a maniac thing earlier. Yeah, ripping men apart. That's totally different. Okay, so let's talk about the episode. We Let's actually get into this episode. Yeah. Um, I just want to say up front that the reason I called him McSteamy is because, of course, Phoebe's boss is played by Eric Dane, who is McSteamy on Grey's Anatomy. And it makes sense that he would go from Charmed to Grey's Anatomy because they are both shows where there's apparently no HR. <laughs> HR just doesn't exist. Okay. Put that in your back pocket. The Eric Dane is McSteamy because premonition about premonitions. Okay. There is a weird point of connection between him and one of the nymphs. Interesting. I don't know what the connection is, but I'm, I'm interested to get there. I have very different premonitions than you do to talk about. Okay. So we open in a magical glen in, what do you think? Another dimension? How do you think, where do you think this place is? Do you it's think... in the leprechaun area. Yes. <laughs> Much like the leprechauns, this is a magical place that may or may not be a part of our world, but is it's a field. And it's connected to our world because the, the energy from the spring, like powers, magic, and lust and all of that. Okay. Okay, so a satyr. Re- a satyr or a man in a white shirt but he's got pan pipes yes he's got pan pipes we're not seeing goat legs low effort is sort of the key phrase for the costuming in this episode the a satyr is playing pan pipes while three nymphs dance around him for nymphs read women wearing gosh it's very party city but i'm trying to figure out no 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 they're the fairy outfits from your high school production of midsummer night's dream mm. That's what they are. They're the fairy extras in Midsummer Night's Dream in your local high school production. They're green. They're flowy. So, they're chiffon Yes. The nymphs are frolicking around their satyr when a demon comes up and he's like, Hey, I'm the son of some dead guy and you need to open the magic portal that nymphs and satyrs control to the spring of eternal life so I can get revenge for my dad or something i don't know you'd think that the dad was killed by these nymphs but nope no he just he just keeps on mentioning that he has a dad who died why is that not connected to the nymph somehow why bring it up yeah if well if he wants access to the spring of eternal life so that he can bring his dad back which is not his goal that's not his goal i thought that was his goal no his goal is just to become immortal by drinking from the spring Okay, so if he wants to get the nymphs to open up the spring so that he can become immortal, doesn't everyone want that? Why is this not a thing that they have more protection against? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, your thing about him using the spring to bring his dad back would make sense. That's what I thought the plot was. Yeah, then I it would it just... make sense that he kept on talking about his stupid dad. I feel like I feel like there's an earlier draft of this where his plot makes more sense, but like stuff got lost in that. Yeah, so he kills the satyr, which seems like a bad idea. It seems like they would might need him to open the thing. <laughs> right? And, yeah. then, and then he tries to kill the nymphs when they're like, oh no, you've killed our satyr. And he's like, and now I'm going to kill you. 
So the nymphs go running after he fireballs the satyr. The nymphs go running off into the woods, and we get the magical thing where they're running through the woods, and then they fade away because that's how their magic works. All right, so Phoebe's at a party. Yes, Phoebe is at a black tie event, and she's wearing not a terrible outfit. I mean, it, especially by Phoebe fashion standards, this is downright subtle. I mean, is it? She has a giant shelf of cleavage. By Phoebe standards. I mean, the she's she's wearing some foundation garments that are just pushing those girls right up to the top. And This is a very chesty outfit, yes. But it's not just that it's a chesty outfit. It's that Alyssa Milano is displaying the chest in a way that she doesn't usually do. Like, that's not usually the, the part that she flaunts. So it's like, whoa, what what is happening? What am I looking at? Is it not normally the part she flaunts? I, f- I feel like Alyssa Milano flaunts many aspects of her body, which, granted, she's in terrific shape. So you know. I feel like she wears low-cut things that, like, show up a clavicle. Mm. Um, and, like, dip low between her breasts, but she's wearing something that's pushing her breasts up and showing cleavage. Cleavage is different. Yeah, I guess she's usually more torso-bearing. Yes. But we're we're at the end of a party, which she's still looking very fresh for the end of a party, but I'm aware this is television. It's a party for an awards banquet that happened. Apparently... Her boss bought out a hotel so that everybody could stay and party after the awards banquet. And it's a charity thing, so everyone can feel good about themselves. And she's like, oh, it's I guess it's time for this Cinderella to turn into a pumpkin. Okay, but hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Awards banquet with lots and lots of drinking. And she's like, it was so generous and kind of you to buy a bunch of hotel suites. In the hotel where this awards banquet where we were all drinking happened. Like, I mean, she's the one who jumps on him, but he had to have been planning for this to happen, right? Well, she's getting ready to go home and he's like, you can just crash here. Because she's like, I've had a little too much to drive. And he's like, you can just crash here. I'll go. And she's like, no, you don't have to go. Let's put this hotel room to good use. And everyone's like, okay, well... I guess we should all leave. <laughs> so every, everyone clears out and she starts making out with her boss. Hostile work environment for everyone who's not the two of them, honestly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, this isn't new for Phoebe, though. I mean, we, we had this with Eric Prince. We had this with... Jason... Wait, Wait, this is Jason, right? Yeah, no, I'm trying to remember if this has happened yet. The thing where they hire another advice. No, no, that's going to happen later. No, no, not, not, not. Not Leslie. Not Leslie. I'm sorry. I think they hire a psychiatrist to help her write the column. And it's some guy and she ends up making out with him while she's under the influence of a ghost or something. And then he gets fired because he complains to Elise about it. And Elise is like, clearly you were the one who was sexually harassing Phoebe. So you're fired. And Phoebe doesn't need a psychiatrist to check her column so we can't get sued. This this newspaper is an HR nightmare. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of Just Shoot Me just because, you know, it's a good wind down show at the end of the day. But it's also a thing with... You know, there were there was no HR in the 90s. And 
Yeah, and I feel like that is what it was like in, and honestly, to some extent, still is. I mean, the job of HR is to stop the company from getting sued, not to protect the employees. That's true, but especially in industries like that, like the media-based industries, where you're you're supposed to consider yourself lucky to be there, mm-hmm. there's a lot more opportunity for people to be... Mm. Exploited. Yes. So, yeah, Phoebe and her boss are having sex, because that's just what she's doing. And they're both drunk, so it's okay. Honestly, neither of them seemed that drunk. Mm. Back at the manor, it's the next morning, and Piper is making an herbal sleep remedy for Wyatt, because he's up all night like like babies are. This does not seem safe. Uh Also, the reason... Babies wake up so often at night is because their stomachs are tiny, and that's how often they need to eat. You need to put food in their stomachs every couple of hours. So yeah, when when we when we brought our kid home from the hospital, we had a sheet on the wall where we had to check off every three hours when she ate, so that we could you know keep track of that. Because when she was a preemie, so it was a little more. So her stomach was smaller than than Wyatt's presumably is. Well, Wait, Wyatt's a preemie too! Wyatt, yes, Wyatt is also a preemie. But, I mean, uh, my folks uh, my folks moved recently. Uh, and one of the things they threw out, my, uh, my mom found, she, she sent me a picture of it, is they, they had the same thing. They had a little booklet where they kept track of oh. my feedings. Is it? So I'm, I'm guessing we only have experiences with our one child who was a preemie, but I think it is a thing other parents to non-preemies do yeah piper you don't want wyatt to sleep through his feedings i get it you don't want him waking up every 15 minutes which is how often she says he's waking up but don't whatever what you're what you're doing don't don't do that also also she's using the book of shadows that this is expressly a magic thing she's making a sleeping potion for wyatt mm-hmm. which i want to point out in the episode where they had to take care of a baby because a ghost was trying to kill it the uh thing for calming a baby was sometimes babies just need to cry that's what the magic spell was in that i feel like using magic on your baby is a bad thing i'm not going to bring up personal gain except i just did Mm. but like maybe don't mystically drug your baby who are you grams anyway speaking of like magical remedies versus mundane remedies Paige has rearranged all the spices in the kitchen to separate spices that are used for cooking, spices that are used for spells, and then, like, the cabinet in between is the spices that are both. And Piper is such a bitch about it! She's like, well, our filing system worked well for five years before you got here, and Paige is like, yeah, but you know how y'all told me to quit my job and be a full-time witch? Can you let me do that job, please? Yeah, Piper has this weird power struggle with Paige over the course of this episode about who's like the head witch and i feel like we're gonna fall on different sides of this because honest to god it would really honk me off if someone came in and reorganized my kitchen and i was a you know formally a professional chef (laughs) i mean is she though come on but like i mean it's the sort of thing i feel like you should clear with your housemate before doing i mean i guess but Piper and Phoebe are theoretically at work all day, and she's there just trying to, like, do the magic stuff. And since they're not attacked by demons every day, some of that has to be, like, getting things ready. Mm. I'm just saying, I I guess you couldn't shoot a text 
Well, you could, but you'd have to hit the buttons a whole bunch because you had to scroll through the letters every time. It's the sort of thing you should clear with housemates. But also, Piper is being a little irrational here. It's also weird that they are... Okay, you know, they're a trio, right? There's three of them. They're three witches. Yes. So, obviously, you're talking about, like, the Mother Maiden Crone, right? That's the... That's what we're talking about when we're talking about three witches. Yeah, and obviously Piper's the crone because she's the oldest and she's also the mother. Yeah. And it's just interesting the way they're talking about No, no. Phoebe's the mother because of the way she looks after her readers. (laughs) Oh. Anyway, I just I just think it's interesting how since this is a WB show, no one's allowed to be the crone. But that's almost like a position that Paige is trying to fit into. It's it's like Paige feels like she needs to take the place of Prue because she still, we, we saw this a couple episodes ago, she still feels like she needs to earn her place in the sisterhood because she's the newcomer, even though she's been here for two years. Like, she's been doing magic almost as long as they had when she took over, when she came on. Yeah. But... Prue, as the eldest, right, had a kind of control that Paige obviously never had. So Paige feels like she's trying to fill Prue's shoes, but as the youngest, she's the least equipped to do so. Okay, I'm going to talk about this briefly. We don't talk about the reboot very often. Well, yeah, I've seen, like, the the first and half of the second episode, so... Yeah. The thing about this subplot which I think works, even though it's frustrating, mm-hmm. is that I buy this as a sister thing. Oh, yeah. One of the strong parts about Charmed is that these characters do feel like sisters, even if that is based in them not liking each other very much. Well, I mean, we talked about that before, right? Like, that's the Constance Emberge, Brad Kern struggle is whether they're sisters or sexy sexy nymphs yes so it is actually fun that in this episode where they're sexy sexy nymphs the sister conflict is what drives it and honestly that's the thing that didn't work about the reboot like the main thing the reboot did not have going for it was that the characters barely interacted with each other it was Mm. just everyone had their own different subplots and they didn't feel like sisters. Like, Interesting. I mean, also, it's hard to talk about because there are a lot of people who hated the reboot for, you know... Racist reasons? Racist reasons. Like, there were people who hated it for racist reasons. There were people who hated it for... Weird nostalgia goggle reasons? Well, that, but... I mean, they didn't help by pitching it as a feminist reboot of Charmed. Ooh, that's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and we should be clear here. Classic Charmed isn't great at the feminist thing. No. But the new show also wasn't great with the feminist thing. Like, it... I don't, I don't know if you remember... The pilot part where the younger sister is at a frat party and the middle sister runs in and just yells the word rape culture and then leaves. No, I don't remember that part. I must have blocked it out. Like, you're not exactly doing great. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't feel like I can really critique 
the the reboot because I haven't seen enough of it, but like they changed plots every few episodes and, and Macy was cool, but I don't know what they were doing with the other characters and Well, and... speaking of things that aren't feminist, yeah. Phoebe comes home and does the walk of shame and her sisters oh run to uh to humiliate her and badger her about having sexuality. Yeah, which uh, have you been I was going to say, have you been watching this show? But like, okay, okay, okay. This is not what's going on here. It's not important at all. But, but her hair, what's happening with her hair? Oh my God. Alyssa Milano looks so much like she is cosplaying as Shannon Doherty. It is bizarre. I feel like she has a wig on. Which... A wig they stole from Shannon Doherty? Because she has like season one prue hair. It's very weird. Was Alyssa Milano doing something that caused her to have a weird haircut that they had to put a wig on her this episode? Maybe. Like, you see it, right? Like, Yeah, no, I see it. I see it. Like, her, it's very odd. But every, everyone's being like, ooh, did you sleep with your boss? And she's like, yeah, I fucked Elise. Which, I'm sorry, that would be awesome. I'd be here for that plot line. Um... Elise is the person she cared about so much that it caused her to destroy the world in Morality Bites. Apparently, we find out in the comics, I have been told. Yes. Yes. The, uh, Elise being murdered by an angry baseball player was what caused Phoebe to kill the baseball player, reveal the existence of witches to everyone, and then cause modern day witch hunts. Mm-hmm. Honest to God... I know it wasn't good, but I kind of wish that they had done that plot in the actual show itself. Mm. Anyway. Leo orbs in with the plot. Yeah, he interrupts Phoebe recounting her night of passion to let them know that a bunch of wood nymphs are missing. And Piper's like, wood nymphs? And, And Paige explains what wood nymphs are to Piper, and Piper turns to her and she's like, I know what wood nymphs are. I've been doing this longer than you. And Paige is like, well, you sounded incredulous. And she's like, I'm incredulous that we have to deal with wood nymphs, not that they exist. Also, Phoebe doesn't want to go to work because she doesn't want to run into her boss. Like, then that's not ask. an option. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you if you have sex with your boss, then you're going to have to deal with the fact that you had sex with your boss. Uh, anyway, back in the plot. There's a street musician playing a flute and the nymphs are dancing around him because they're like, oh, this must be our new satyr. Anybody who's playing any kind of wind instrument must be our new satyr. And I'm like, ladies, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of people with wood instruments. This is some Renfair ass dancing, but everyone's gathered around. The, there's a crowd and everyone's so titillated at them someone's, jumping in a circle. Someone's filming them with a handheld camera. Yeah, and the police come to break up this dancing? Why? This isn't like this isn't like some sort of town square. Yeah, it, it's some sort of courtyard, right, with a fountain and a guy who is clearly set up there normally. It who who caught the cops on the on this guy and these women dancing? Well, they're not interested in the guy either. They're they're like, okay, ladies, fun's over. It's time to come with us. And the women, you know, disappear into the trees of this palazzo or, you know. I mean, I think it's a courtyard in between a bunch of office buildings. Yeah. But the demon was standing in the crowd, but he couldn't do anything because there was a crowd there. But why were the cops here? 
again, if they were, like, naked, this would make sense. Right? That would make sense. Can we just, let's just assume going forward that they're... Supposed to be naked. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because that's literally the only way this plot makes sense. Anyway, the demon goes back to the meadow, and in the meadow, his brother, his brother demon is playing the panpipes, like, hey, I'm just playing around, practicing learning the panpipes, and you pointed out it would have made a lot of sense if he had gone from being a demon to becoming their satyr at the end of the episode. Yeah, because the brother, like, the the main demon guy, Xavier. Uh-huh. Xavier is the guy who killed the nymphs. So, Xavier points out he's like look i know you want to help but you are a dumbass loser so just sit here and practice your panpipes i'm gonna have to take care of everything now that dad's dead or dad's dead or dad died so i'm going to take care of everything don't worry big brother xavier is going to find the nymphs and get us the immortality thing you just practice your panpipes. And I really thought this was going to set up a thing where this demon who is bad at being a demon becomes the new satyr. Right, his brother's even like, yeah, we have to do all that stuff tonight because the moon is full tonight. And he's like, ooh, we're going to frolic in the moonlight. And it's like, this poor guy who was born into a family of demons and he just wants to be a satyr. This, yeah, you're right. This this really feels like several first drafts kind of stapled together. This is like Frozen 2. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so Phoebe has to go back to the office to get her laptop, and she runs into her boss, who's like, hey, um, I'm your boss, and this is a place of business, and it is a work day, and she's like, just get my laptop, because I don't want to see you, because you're my boss, and he's like, okay, but it's still a place of business, Phoebe. This is a place of business! Yeah, she seems really upset that he wants her to work at her job, which has been their dynamic for the past several episodes. He also says that they did nothing to be ashamed of, but I would point out that, no, you definitely shouldn't have fucked your employee. That's, you can be a little ashamed of that because it's going to cause you a lot of problems down the line. So the entire goddamn news office stops because there's video footage of three women dancing in a circle on TV. But remember, we're, we're assuming that in the world of Charmed, they're the equivalent of naked. Because... Why else? What? What? So Phoebe sees them and she's like, oh, no, the nymphs. And she sneaks out while everyone's, you know, staring gap jawed at the TV. Back at the manor, Piper's trying to scry to locate the nymphs and all she can find are where a bunch of demons are. And Paige is like, yeah, well, they're natural elements. They're basically nature spirits. So... They are like wherever nature is. I'm using a spell that's going to help us find them by tuning into what they actually are instead of just throwing my crystal around like you're doing. Okay, I, I do genuinely enjoy how proactive they're being and the fact that they remembered that scrying exists because so often in the show when they're looking for something, they forget the fact that scrying exists. I know you talk about that a lot, but because the nymphs are like nature spirits, they're, I, I feel like they're not solid enough to be able to find them with scrying and piper's really mean to Paige for suggesting any alternative to that she's also really mean to Paige because Paige has put um tabs in the book of shadows which oh my god that's what all of my textbooks look like because i tabbed everything in my textbooks like that the same way she did i i love i'm a i'm a tab girly i love this but I, okay see my main objection to this which i'm going to counterpoint immediately after i say it 
is what Piper says, which is that this is a very old ancestral, you know, thing, and I would be worried about it getting damaged. Okay, but... one, the tabs are not damaging. They are designed to be put on books and taken off without damaging them. And two, I think this is what you were going to say, it is a magic book. It yes. will be fine. Yes, it is. That is what I was going to say. It's a magic book that magically protects itself. It can protect itself from evil and not leave the house. I'm pretty sure it can deal with a tiny bit of overheated adhesive. I also want to point out something which it occurs to me hasn't happened in a while, which is that they don't really need tabs because usually the book just flips over. Okay. To... I'm sorry. Finish your thing for our, for our listeners, and then I'm going to tell you I was actually going to bring that up. Okay. The book used to just flip to whatever page they needed it to be on magically, but it feels like it hasn't done that in, like, forever. So... Word of God is that that was Grams doing that. That Grams was the one who was helping them out by... Do you think Grams just got bored? I think Grams does not like Paige. I think Paige can't rely on the book flipping for her because of her bastardry. Mm. Yeah, fair. I mean, it has... We've definitely seen a lot less of the book flipping to the right page by itself since Paige was introduced in the show. So. Mm-hmm. And, and just to be clear, this is this is Graham's problem, not Paige's problem. But Paige has come up with a solution, and Piper is being terrible to her for coming up with a solution. Yeah, Paige has uh, color-coded the book. Red tabs for evil things, white tabs for good things. Uh, I'm surprised she... she <laughs> a little bit later... Uh, Piper's like, what about hinky pinks? They, they're, they're a neutral creature. What do you do for that? And she put both white and red. And I'm like, wouldn't you just choose a different color? Right? For things that are neutral? Because I'm sure there's a lot of them. Also, shouldn't there be different colored tabs for like potions and stuff that aren't specifically for vanquishing? To be fair, we see a lot of colors. That so is, Yeah, you know, that is true. She just didn't have time to run down the whole system with Piper before Piper got upset. So you know what I want to know? What? What color tab did she put on that weird scrapbook page? That, of coal. That, that Phoebe made of coal. Yes. Oof. Maybe maybe black because they've killed him and theoretically won't have to worry about him anymore. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who was it? Was it? Which of the sisters was it? I feel like it could have been any of them if I'm trying to remember correctly. Who at one point was going through the Book of Shadows and just drawing a big X through all the demons that they'd vanquished? I think it might have been Prue, but like, that's a, demons come back from uh, to be yeah. To be fair, demons come back from the dead all the time. Maybe don't do that. Right. But all of the mystical searching things that Piper and Paige have been doing are for naught because Phoebe calls them to let them know that they're you know just on the TV. Yep. Oh, I just realized they were dancing around a fountain because they're associated with springs. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're at the new location. By they, you mean Piper and Paige have gone back to that fountain at night to wait for the nymphs to come back. Yeah, which they do, and they're frolicking in the fountain like this is the opening of Friends or whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, Paige is like, at least they're having fun, unlike me recently, because for some reason that's a plot thing that's going to be introduced right now. Okay, can we talk about how casual this is? Because Piper's like, we should go grab him. And Paige is like, wait, let's wait for the demons to show up so that we can take out the demons. And then a demon shows up and kills one of the nymphs! And they're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Piper's like, was that enough waiting for you, Paige? It was... 
Everyone is being way too casual about this. Piper tries to blow up the demon, but just blows up one of his arms. Okay. I don't even understand that. It's because... I, no, I don't know either. I Like, it would make more sense if he had, had like, just a taste of the immortality spring or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Whatever. So one of the nymphs is dead... Paige orbs everyone else home, and now they have to deal with nymphs frolicking around their house and making flowers grow and opening windows and stuff, because nature. Yeah, the nymphs want to get out of the house and free their fairy souls, and Paige and Piper are like, no, you need to stay inside where it's safe until we figure out what's going on. One of you just died, aren't you? Shouldn't so, you... I, I, they actually do bring this up, and I like it. They're not upset about their satyr dying or the other nymph dying, because that's like... Because they're all about the cycle of life, right? So it, it's fine. Yeah, they, she's they going to be in the wind and the trees and blah, 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 blah. blah. Right. The, the wave was just another way of the water being for a moment. And now it's returned to the ocean. Okay. So so they tell they tell Paige and Piper that they need to go out because they need to find their new satyr. And the sisters are like, maybe you don't need a satyr. Maybe you can just do it yourself. I'm sorry. They're they're pushing this like it's a it, like it's a feminism. Thing yeah. Like, why don't you be strong, independent nymphs who don't need no man? But like, I, I'm assuming it's just a ritual thing, right? Like, it's not like they're doing everything the satyr says. It's not like the satyr's their boss. He's just a guy whose magic music they use to spread life or whatever. I, like, why is this framed as a you don't need a man? The, also, the, these aren't these aren't people. These are literally just temporary embodiments of nature. Yeah. Like what? Also, they're horny for Leo. Leo comes in. And he's like, "Okay, so." I mean, they can tell that he's got all of this pent up sexuality that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Also, they're yeah they they're all horny at Leo, and they're like, "Maybe you can be our new satyr." And he's like, "Yeah." Maybe I, Brian Krauss, can be your new satyr after we're done I shooting. I was thinking about that. I was wondering if he had sex with any of them. I'm sure he did. I mean, I'd, I'll say that because I don't, I, don't, I don't know, but it feels he, like he, he probably did. Yeah, which, whatever, it's fine. But back at the manor. I mean, we are. We're, we're still at the manor. Phoebe returns to the manor to find that her boss has been sending her flowers. Like... She blew off work, and he's like, please still want to fuck me with these flowers, when really he should be more concerned with the fact that he had sex with one of his employees, and now she doesn't want to come into the office anymore. I mean, she was already barely coming into the office. Piper's grumbling about the fact that she didn't quite vanquish the demon, and Paige is like, vanquishing demons isn't a sport, Piper, and she's like, it is if you're good at it. I feel like they kind of always have gone back and forth about how seriously they treat it. So it's I don't think it's out of the realm of, of normalcy for Piper to be treating it like a sport. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I, I like the look strange because after she has the, you know, it is if you're good at it, and Paige just will scoff, which I, I, I think there's a little element of playfulness to this fighting. Yeah, okay. One of the nymphs runs her hands over the grocery store-ass flowers that Phoebe's boss sent to her, and then they, like, bloom into really beautiful roses. They bloom into slightly more expensive grocery store flowers. <laughs> Back in the meadow, the brother who feels like he's in charge of everything 
is talking to the brother who is supposedly not a good demon, but the brother who thinks he's in charge of everything is the one who doesn't have an arm anymore, and he's all like, oh, I'm in pain. We need to open the spring so I can drink from the waters and stop being in pain. And the guy's like, okay, why don't I just trick them into thinking I'm the new satyr by playing the satyr song on my panpipes? And Xavier's like, you can't, you're too weak. And the brother's like, then why did you have me practice? Well, what were we doing here? You know what? I'm going to go do it anyway. What are you going to do? Stop me with your no arm? Uh, upstairs in the attic, Piper's still flipping through the book and getting really irritated that it's all tabbed for easy reference now. And when Leo comes up, she starts bitching about it, and Leo is aggressively not on her side. He's like, it's just a little tab. It comes right up. That's what it's for. It's just organized now. And he points out, not not great for their marriage, which Piper points out, we just went to counseling. You're really pulling this. You're really pulling this on me. He's like, Piper, don't you think you're massively overreacting to everything like a giant, massive, overreacting baby? And she's like, just because we went to marriage counseling doesn't mean you're a therapist. And he's like, I mean, I'm a white lighter that's at least therapist adjacent, right? Yeah. She's like, when you became a doctor, there were no therapy rotations. It was way, way too early. He tells her, like, look, I know that you're feeling threatened by Paige because you've been the alpha witch since Prue died. And you feel like her trying to pick up the slack is threatening your position as the alpha witch. But you have the explody power. You are the tank of this trio you're the eldest sister you don't need to worry about her doing all the persnickety bullshit you normally don't care about she's like hey i am a woman on a television show in the early 2000s so i just need you to back me unconditionally no matter how irrational i sound but yes i am going to try to be a little bit nicer to Paige. and i was like okay good now uh, it's it's been a while in the episode and nothing weird and bullshitty has happened to anyone, so I'm going to go downstairs and see what's going on there. Okay, this is weird, because this is an episode where one of the sisters gets transformed, a thing that happens so, so often, and it seems like it accelerates as the show goes on. But it happens so late in the episode. We are over halfway through the episode, and the nymphs have just now decided that they're going to turn Paige into one of them. So Phoebe tries talking to the nymphs and then immediately is like, you know what? This is not worth it because she's like, we're going to help you be nature spirits or whatever. And they're like, we love trees. And she's like, yeah, that's great. Okay. They're trying to create some stakes for us, the audience, where they're like, remember the leprechauns a couple of weeks ago? And they were like, yeah, if we're gone, then there's no luck and it's going to ripple out through all of humanity. They're like, if we're gone, then there's no nature spirits and nobody's gonna feel flower power yeah flower power so the two of them are like as soon as phoebe's like you know what i don't i i I just remember that i can go be somewhere else i don't need to be a part of this plot i have my own subplot so i'm gonna go in the other room to more efficiently ignore my boss who i had sex with and the nymphs are like Hey, we're 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 down and we're down a sister, and one of us is blonde and the other one's a brunette, so we could use a redhead to fill out our trio. Let's do some hot cheek kissing on Paige and turn her into a nymph. Kind yeah. of. So now Paige is a nymph too. Yes, they kiss her and suddenly she's wearing a day glow neon green dress. Yeah, it's weird. It is the least natural green color they could have chosen. And she has like half a blowout 
Maybe. Yeah, because her hair's all natural now or whatever. Which, for some reason, involves putting mousse in it. <laughs> anyway, Phoebe's boss shows up because, I don't know. Sure. So that he, he, he shows up so that he can see that the nymphs are in her house and that one of them is Paige. Yeah. And they're all groping him and they're like, ooh, maybe you can be our new satyr. And he's like, you had the Godiva girls in your house the whole time. Oops, I left the door open. Then they all got out. And one of them is your sister? That's not okay. And Phoebe's like, hey, you remember that one song, the that Shaggy song? Wasn't me? Yeah. Wasn't me. <laughs> like, nope, they're not the Godiva girls. Nope, one of them isn't my sister. Nope. Uh, hey, is it too is it too early to be using our relationship to have you bury stories? Also, this is how... This it... is not... Well, can, can we talk about that when we get to that part? Yeah. So, at, at P3... Loudermilk is performing. Y'all remember Loudermilk, right? I feel they the name sounds really vaguely familiar. I'm sure I had a friend who was into this band when I was in high school because I hung out with a lot of goth kids, and that's sort of the vibe I'm getting here. I weirdly, because we're doing this episode, saw somebody posting about them like two days ago on my on my feed, just randomly mentioning them. I mean, it's not they're 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 not bad. It's not particularly my style of music, but they're also very clearly a goth band. Or a band that appeals to goth kids, which is why it's very odd that they didn't change up the P3 crowd to match it. Like, there's a guy in a Hawaiian shirt. Well, I think it's pretty pretty clear that they didn't know until the last minute which bands they were going to get on which episodes of Charmed. Yeah. So Other than Dishwalla. Other than and Pat Benatar in the Leprechaun episode. Okay, so there's two episodes where the band was kind of written into the episode. Or when they got a, what was it, like, orgy or something for the three for the Seven Sins episode, where it's supposed to be a joke that, you know, that's oh, the yeah. band at the end. Even though that doesn't really work, because, I mean, I, I know lust is a sin, but... Well, doesn't that make you think that maybe it was supposed to be someone else? And they had to kind of torturously fit that in. Anyway, Leo can't sense Paige because she's a nymph now. He, like, he's trying... God, how much does Leo suck? I was gonna say, but she's a full-size nymph. She... He couldn't sense Phoebe when she was a mer... No, no, he could kind of sense Phoebe when she was a mermaid, but... But not when she was tiny. But not when she was tiny. I feel like he should still be able to sense Paige. But luckily, they get a call because... Paige is dancing, like, the nymphs are dancing on the stage, and oh no, sexy women are dancing at a nightclub. This is clearly a disaster. <laughs> I, like I said, in the context of the show, let's just assume that they're naked, even though they're wearing more clothes than some of the extras who are dancing around. Yeah. Like, there's this one extra wearing, like, a uh, a Union Jack t-shirt and a miniskirt, and she's dancing weirder and wearing less than these girls. Yes. <laughs> No offense, extra in the Union Jack tank top. But... Oh, there is some god-awful dancing in here. Like, And I mean, you know that's because they don't have music. Yeah, so you're just kind of winging it, but like, woof. So they try to pull Paige off stage, and she's like, I can't leave until I find my satyr. And they're like, oh, barf, you're a nymph now. Barf. And... <laughs> 
Piper tries to talk Paige out of being a nymph. She's like, Paige, you're a witch and you're a damn good one. And and then the band's manager comes to yell at Piper because there are women dancing at this club. Uh, wait, but first Paige has to be like, you don't need me. You've been spending all episode telling me you don't need me as a witch. So why are you changing your tune now? Okay, how brainwashed by being a nymph is she? Because it seems like barely. Uh, no, I I feel like she is 0% brainwashed by being a nymph. I feel like it's just like she's a little buzzed. So she's lost like the tiniest amount of inhibitions. So... The demon brother is playing the panpipes at the fountain because this is a set we already had. Mm-hmm. And the nymphs would teleport over to him and they're all dancing around him and he stops playing and he's like, hey, nymphs, can you open the portal to the alternate dimension so that we can get that like juice or whatever, the, the spring of eternal life stuff? He lies about being their satyr because as you pointed out, they're, satyrs have no distinguishing markers, so basically anyone can say they're a satyr. Yeah, they don't have, like, the goat legs, which would be the big thing. It's anyone, Or horns. Or horns. It's anyone playing a wood instrument. A mm. wind instrument? Yeah, well, yeah, sorry. The flute guy was playing a metal flute. The flautist. Yeah. So, <laughs> everyone's debriefing the next morning. That scene happened at night, but in the next scene, it is morning, and they're like, so Paige is a nymph now? They're wearing the same clothes, so how long did they sit around in silence before they decided to start talking about this? But yes, they're they're like, well, I guess she just wants to be a nymph forever now, and Phoebe's like, that's weird, she loves being a witch. The only reason she would stop being a witch would be if someone she cared about kept being annoying to her about every single thing she did and wouldn't get off her back. So Piper's like, I guess we have I guess we should do the stupid four five elements thing Mm -hmm. that she was doing earlier to find the nymphs so we can find her. And I mocked it, but maybe it was actually a good idea. I mocked it, but but it's the obvious thing that we should do. So. They get, uh, there's, Paige got most of the stuff. There's, there's a fan for wind. There's a bottle of water for water. There's a lighter for. It's a box of matches. It's a box of matches for fire. I want to point out that we are still in close proximity to 9-11 and the fan is an American flag fan. Mm. And Piper goes to the garden to get some dirt. And I guess the, the, the fifth element is spirit. I want to point out the reason that they're on a nexus is because it's equidistant from like a volcano and the bay and yeah, I guess the the fault. I I, I don't the something sky. earthy. I mean, it's equidistant from the elements, and that's why they're on a nexus. Well, they they said that once. I think there's multiple reasons that they're they're going to tell us it's a nexus. It's the Wookiee in the basement. It's it's everything. The nexus is the Wookiee is the hollow is whatever. Yeah. So Phoebe's boss calls her and is like, hey, I have pictures from the club and I just can't possibly bury this story about women dancing in San Francisco. So the nymphs are dancing with the demon guy and they're going to bring him to the thing and to the to the spring of eternal life. And Paige is like, hey, is this maybe a bad idea? And they're like, what are you doing thinking about stuff? Tee hee, we just want to dance in nature and... The demon brother guy seems really pissed. He's like, why is this taking so long? Can't you just teleport through the woods? Also, is this different from the woods where my brother was at earlier? Or, 
or I guess the the woods are where the spring is, but the nymphs can call the spring forth. Or? That the yes, the nymphs can call the spring forth, and only the nymphs can call the spring forth. And the location is enough of a secret that the demons couldn't just know where it was. So it makes sense. It's a little bit of a trek. Okay. I want to say something about Paige's outfit because the more I stare at it, the more I, I can't stop thinking about it. Because Paige's nymph outfit, we've already brought up that it's like neon green. It's the least natural green ever. Mm-hmm. It's also really structured compared to the, what the other nymphs are wearing. It's kind of a pretty tight mini skirt with um, a top that has a little bit of flow to it, but is small enough that it has more structure than the flowy outfits the other nymphs are wearing. Mm-hmm. I, and you already brought up the fact that she's barely affected by being a nymph, right? She's she's basically just a tiny bit intoxicated. She's less she's less mentally affected than whatever it was that Phoebe drank that made her decide to have sex with her boss two nights ago. Mm-hmm. I would have loved it if... She had had to pull a clubbing outfit out of her closet, and that's what that was. Because it kind of looks like a clubbing outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the other nymphs go open the spring. Yes, they have finally reached the part of the woods where they can call forth the spring. Although, it's kind of a teleportation. Like, I guess this area is where they can connect to the... the, 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 I was going to say that they use Adobe After Effects to open the spring. Yeah. By opening the spring, it just means teleporting him to a creek. Yeah, but also there's this, like, weird green screen twirly effect that happens. Yeah. But we're we're at a new location that's also nature-y. So, he he is here. He's at the spring of eternal life. Piper and Phoebe, meanwhile, have used... Paige's element thing to teleport to where the to where Xavier is and I really love this scene because they basically they're like look we've been doing this for like five years at this point so you can just you know tell us what the deal is you know bring us to our sister or we can have a little confrontation where we have to dodge out of the way of your energy bolt and then we just blow you up with this potion we made and, and he's like, okay, I'll talk. And then he throws an energy bolt at them. They have to dive out of the way, and then they vanquish him. And they're like, god damn it. I wanted to do this without having to get grass stains on my jeans, but oh well. I don't know. I really like it. It's fun. No, no, it is good. It's good. So now that he's been vanquished, they basically just have to sit there until the nymphs come back. <laughs> so the guy's drinking from the spring, and the nymphs are like, nobody's supposed to drink from the spring so what's the point of the spring then i mean i guess it feeds into yeah the the energy flows out into the world but no one person should take it all inside of them okay what's the point of the nymphs then like if if it's this secret hidden place i think they like tend to it okay it needs tending i don't know you know what? I'm just going to assume that the nymphs existing somehow power the spring. They're connected somehow. I mean, they are nature spirits, right? Yeah. So, anyway. Paige it, realizes that this is stupid and turns back into a witch. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to be able to fix anything as a nymph, so I'm going to turn back into a witch. Nymphs, close up the spring! 
she she turns back into a witch and because he's like the nymphs are like no you can't drink from it and he's like what are you nymphs gonna do to stop me and she and Paige is like nymphs can't do anything but maybe a witch can and she morphs back into a witch and he just backhands her into a rock yeah yeah she like yeah she gets hit in the back of the head and yeah it's bad it's bad there's blood he he's not there anymore but he already drank from the spring so he 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 goes to look for his brother and he he immediately steps in a big pile of dust and he's like where's my brother and and piper's like you're standing in him yeah because he goes back to the meadow where the nymphs originally came from and he's like i am borpy brother of xavier son of that dead guy that we keep bringing up for whatever reason and and his his name is tall which i kept thinking of because i jethro tall exactly he's aqualung because he drank from the spring god yeah right you know what honestly i would like this episode if it had like two or three more drafts (laughs) there's a lot of stuff in here where i feel like you could have made a good story anyway he starts blasting the sisters and they can't blow him up because he drank from the spring i like that (laughs) i like that piper doesn't take him at his word because he's like you can't stop me i drank from the spring of eternal life and she's like she says arrogant, which is hilarious coming from Piper. <laughs> well, but, she would know. But she just keeps on trying to blow him up because what's the worst case scenario here? I mean, he stumbles back a little bit every time she does it. They run they they run away from him and go look for Paige. And they're like, oh no, what if she's already dead? And it's like, come on. What's the chance that you would lose another sister? They call for the nymphs. And the nymphs are like, we can take you to Paige. You have to frolic with us. And (laughs) Holly Mary Combs is wisely not in this shot, but we get like just half a second of Alyssa Milano doing the most half-assed frolic ever. Well, they have to move at a frolic to get where they're going. So Paige is bleeding out. She, She has brain trauma from The Rock. But luckily, the nymphs carry a small piece of the spring with them, and they use it to heal her now that Piper told them to do it. I don't... Yeah, they should have done that before. Well, no, wait, they'd already run off. They'd already run off. So, okay. Okay, whatever. So, they... They heal Paige, and Tal is coming, and he's like, "You, you cannot stop me, I'm invincible. And Paige is like, well... We can't kill him because, you know, he's immortal now, but couldn't we just turn him into something? And they're like, yeah, a tree. Trees live forever. Just, you know. Yeah, so Piper comes up with a poem real quick. Okay, Phoebe turns to Piper and she's like, do you know what Paige is talking about? What do you think? Paige is like, he's immortal, so we can't kill him, but we could turn him into a tree. What do you need explained to you, Phoebe? Honestly, I do wish they'd done a couple more drafts of this episode because that's such a really good mythic conclusion to it, right? Yeah. It's a good mythic solution. We can't vanquish him because he drank from the spring of immortality, so he turns into a tree. Like, if he wasn't going to become the satyr, I like that solution. Yeah. My alternate pitch, of course, is that since the nymphs, you know, turn Paige into a nymph, clearly they can turn people into nature spirits so that just make him the satyr, overwrite his personality... It's essentially killing Or him. not even override his personality. Like, just convince him to be the satyr. Like, yeah. that would be even better. There are so many different places you... Whatever. It's fine. We're nearly at the end of the episode. Don't they still need a third nymph? 
And a satyr. Yeah. Like. But Piper's like, hey, be strong, independent women. You don't need a satyr. And they're like, okay, I guess we don't. We've got this tree now. Okay, sure. Why not? Episode over. I mean, there, there's well, a little more. Remember, but... they only needed a third sister in order to find a satyr. And if they've let Piper convince them that they don't need a satyr, then I guess they don't need a third sister. Okay. Uh, this this feels a lot like the Sandman episode where they killed the demon that was hunting all of the Sandmen, but all of the Sandmen were still dead, so nothing was really resolved. But whatever. Hey, look, it's a baby. Yeah, we get a shot of Wyatt. And Piper's like, he's so innocent. If only he knew what... Terrible <laughs> people his mom and aunt were. Yeah, which... Okay, whatever. Yeah, she's she's doubting her ability to be a mother since she has to do terrible things to demons. What an odd thing to throw in apropos of nothing at the end of the episode. <laughs> right? So Paige is like, look, I've discovered that I do need to find the fun. And that was the lesson I guess I needed to learn. And Piper's like, and I'm... And I learned the lesson that I need to let you take the reins every once in a while. Yeah, she's going to go have sex with one of the guys from Loudermilk. And Leo's like, don't you think he's going to be disappointed? Hey, Paige, not Piper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Leo's like, don't you think he's going to be disappointed that you're not the nymph that was dancing around him? And it's like... What? No. <laughs> she's she's the same woman and she's going to go fuck. Like, I... I don't, I don't see what it is that you think he's going to be looking for that she's not bringing to the table. And, and Leo's like, okay. And Paige is like, I'm pretty confident I can still rock his world. And Leo's like, oh, rock on. And Piper's like, you're such a nerd. Let's have sex in front of our kid. Oof. Anyway, back at the newspaper, Phoebe comes up and is like, hey, see, this is why we shouldn't have had sex because... Now that we've had sex, you killed that story, that super important story about women <laughs> dancing at a nightclub in San Francisco that you definitely would have run if you weren't concerned about me. He has a bike hanging up in his office. What a tool. Okay, also, speaking of being a tool, he's like, it's funny because you said you were worried about what it would do to your job to sleep with the boss, but it turns out it's my integrity that was affected by sleeping with a subordinate. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so they've decided that they both are too into each other to care about their jobs, so they're just going to be a couple and fuck it. Okay, sure. I mean, why not? It's an alt-weekly in San Francisco. It's fine. Who cares? I mean, we've been talking about it like it's a huge deal, but let's be let's be totally honest here. It's just a San Francisco alt-weekly. It's fine. Like, he bought it as basically a vanity thing. Right. Who cares? Anyway, they start making out, and then I guess their love is channeling the nymph love or whatever, because some flowers in the corner of his office bloom until they actually are impressive looking. Boo! Also, that's an erection joke. Boo! <laughs> The oh. end! Credits! <laughs> oh my god. What was up with this episode? I think you nailed it. I think it was two or three drafts away from done is what happened to this episode. Like, it's not terrible or anything, but like, woof. 
Man, I think you should be nicer to this episode because I feel like you have no empathy. Oh my god. <laughs> so the next episode is Sense and Sensibility? Oh, oh good. It's not an empathy thing. It's about gaining and losing senses. Oh, I thought that was the empathy one. No, that's not until... Uh... Oh, okay. Well, then pretend I didn't make that joke. The next episode <laughs> is Sense and Sensibility. And the description on Peacock is, An old woman deprives the sisters of their senses in an effort to steal Piper's baby. Oh but, my but, god, but... the picture on the picture on Peacock is the sisters doing the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Yeah, because she uses a magic monkey to do it. Also, in Old Woman, it's the crone. It's the crone from earlier in the season. I really thought she was going to be a runner. She's in two episodes, and this is one of them. And spoiler alert, she gets vanquished. But, like... Okay, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I hope you're ready for a bunch of not very sensitive jokes about being Ooh. deaf and blind. Oof. And, to a lesser degree, mute. I don't even know. Okay, let's do some segments. Yes, much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition, who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. Well, no one was famous. Okay. But- I'm going to let you go first, because... No one was famous famous, but one of the nymphs was played by Susan May Pratt, who also plays my favorite character in 10 Things I Hate About You, which is Kat's best friend who's obsessed with Shakespeare. Mm. I just really love that character. And one of the nymphs was played by Kat... Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to pronounce this right, but... Koyoro? Uh, uh, Koyoro? Mm-hmm. Uh, who did not go on to do any acting, but she did go on to become a director. Uh, she directed that movie Marry Me based on the webcomic that came out a couple of years ago. Ooh. And she's also directed a couple of episodes of Dead to Me, um, which is a really good Netflix show, an episode of Girls 5 Eva, and uh, six episodes of the She-Hulk TV show. Huh. Yeah. I just I feel like that's a really good resume. Okay. I think... It was one of, I, I think it was the brunette nymph, although now I'm not sure because I fell down a whole rabbit hole of people who were in Charmed, but also other stuff. Mm-hmm. It might have been the Naked Table Ladies here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. Because you, I know what you're going to say and you talked about this already. No, you don't know what I'm going to say. Oh my, okay, go ahead. Okay. So, Eric Dane was in a horror movie called Feast. Okay. Which I, I just want to talk about a little bit here because it's a really interesting premise. Uh, it's basically there's, it, it's one of those kind of stock plots. It's there's a small town that gets invaded by these monsters, and the you know t- the random people who are in this bar have to band together to survive. And part of the it, it's a horror comedy sort of, although it's it's like incredibly gory and and dark. And one of the conceits is that when a character is introduced, you get a freeze frame with, uh, with like, information about the character, mm-hmm. including an estimation of how long the character is going to live. Okay. And almost all of them are wrong. They also get code names. Eric Dane is very, very briefly in this movie. Mm-hmm. He shows up with a shot, like, he, he bursts into the bar, he's got a shotgun, he's got, like, the head of one of the creatures, freeze frame, 
and everyone has a like everyone has a nickname and his is the hero and his survival time is pretty damn long and then he gets killed two minutes after he's inter you know after his introduction scene that's funny he's in that the arguable protagonist is a character named tuffy who is either played by the brunette wood nymph or the naked table seer from earlier on okay do we need to look this up no we don't it's fine you know who else is in that movie who frank from 30 rock oh judah friedlander yeah i wonder if he had a hat I, I've seen, I saw it forever ago. When... I see that he's credited, I, I I just pulled it up on IMDb, I see that he's credited as Beer Guy. Yeah. Oh, also I see Jason Muse is in that, so we understand what kind of movie we're talking about. Mm. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting because everyone in it is, like, the premise is kind of, like, no matter who you are and no matter what you do in the movie, you get killed by the monsters. But people who do really, really horrible things to survive, survive slightly longer. Okay. So it's sort of a premise, like, the, the premise kind of makes it so that you can't really root for anyone. Uh-huh. But also you don't feel bad in the character. It's very, and it has two sequels, which both kind of scale up. And it's one of the things where like you either really like it or really don't i didn't particularly care for it i watched it when i was on my horror movie kick in college but mm -hmm. uh yeah that was whole non sequitur there the naked table seer is krista allen and that is who appears in feast yeah okay so never mind my my thing was about eric dane having a connection to a different character who was not in appearing in this yeah. episode Lady not appearing in this episode. She was also the... Uh, she was on Baywatch. She was on Baywatch, and she was in Smallville. She was the pheromone lady, because Smallville decided to rip off the Mantis lady episode of Buffy for some reason. Oh, a Buffy reference. We didn't reference Buffy at all until this. There there we go. We got to it. I was actually going to say that... I was actually going to bring up how P3 is not the bronze, but I... I it felt cheap. It felt mm. like I was wedging that in there. Let's move on to our second segment. Time freeze. What specifically dated this episode? I've got a good one. Ooh. When they're at the fountain, when the nymphs are at the fountain the first time, we see that one woman has a handheld camcorder for some reason. So we can justify the news having footage later because not everybody has a camera on their phone. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, okay, That that's better than anything I had. <laughs> And the last one is telekinesis. What if anything genuinely moved nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing moved you. This, it's not, it's not a terrible, like, you know what? It was a totally serviceable episode. It just didn't make me feel any big emotions. It's one of the episodes where you put it on and then 40 minutes have gone by and you're like, huh, how'd that, that a, happen? It was a pleasant way to spend 40 minutes. It's a real brain off episode. <laughs> it's a, it feels a little mean, but. Yeah, it's nymphs it's thematic or whatever i think that'll do it for this week i think that will do it for this week our show is partially listener supported if you want to be one of those supporters head over to our website www.welcometotelevis.net and click on our patreon link we'd like to thank our current five dollar and above patrons beryl patricia rosa ryan maracruz benjamin kate jen dan and anthony if you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode or any episode or any episode of any television show, you can 
Email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com or tweet at us at ilovetvzines on Twitter. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. <laughs>